Psalm 124. If we continue our study through the Psalms, specifically through the Psalms of Ascent, in which we find ourselves. Psalm 124. And let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, even as we were just reminded by our children this evening, truly you are worthy of worship. You are great and you are mighty. Your mercies are new every morning. Heavenly Father, may we never grow cold to that fact. May we never grow cold or used to the hope of the gospel. But even as the kids reminded us, May we remember that everyone ought to know. May we go forth boldly, not only living in light of the gospel, but boldly proclaiming that very same gospel. Even this evening, Lord, as we look at this passage here, Psalm 124, do a work in our lives. Comfort us as you remind us of who you are. May we, like the psalmist, be bold to proclaim the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm 124. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive when the wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. And the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord, who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snares of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Well, as we turn to Psalm 124, as I mentioned, we're in the middle of the songs of ascent. These psalms that would be sung by the Israelites as they're making their journeys back to Israel, to Jerusalem several times a year for the different feasts. Pilgrims proclaiming these truths. And this one you, you might have noticed as we're reading through there, there's a lot of repetition. In fact, right at the beginning, the same phrase is, re, is repeated twice, then throughout there twice, against us, against us, over our soul, over our soul. Verse 3, 4, and 5 all begin with then, then, then. Verse 7 and 8, our, our, our soul, our help. Constant repetition throughout the song. In fact, it starts almost, it feels like as you're reading the psalm, it almost like it starts and then it stops and then it goes again. It almost feels as if it has been written in the immediate aftermath of the circumstances of the psalm. And the psalmist cannot wait to record what he has just seen, what God has just done. I don't know if you've ever been in a, a moment like that where you were just overcome with adrenaline. And just in the moment, you're just... You're overcome. You, you, you try to tell someone. You, just, you can't get the words out. That's almost the idea here, what it feels like. In the immediate aftermath of what God has just done, the, psalm, the psalmist can barely slow his hand down enough to think about what he's writing. It's just flowing out. This is who my God is. 
In fact, he begins by praising God for what he has done by meditating on the potential outcome had God not stepped in. Right from the beginning, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. And it's almost as if the, 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 the psalmist pauses there. And he's overcome. He, he's sharing his testimony. He, he recognizes, really, the congregation, this is all of your testimony. So join me. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let all of Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. You can almost hear it. You can almost picture it as the, the psalmist or whatever it is who is leading steps up and, and he starts this. If it had not been the Lord, then he calls for the congregation. Let Israel now say, and the congregation just joins in in this drowning out noise of praise if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Your community here is invited to join in this testimony because really this is everybody's testimony. If it had not been for the Lord. In fact, is that not your testimony and my testimony? Maybe we've not been saved from some physical persecution like the psalmist here. That's a good way to start your testimony, if it had not been for the Lord. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. When men rose up against us. The psalmist here is very broad. We, we don't know the exact circumstances. But really the power of this psalm is not in identifying the exact circumstances of the psalm, but rather in seeing the character of God and the hope of his people that comes in light of that. These men rose up against us. These were obviously powerful men. And yet the testimony of the psalmist is in light of how powerful they were, my God was greater. Because my God stepped in. But if he had not... The power of this psalm is in considering the negative. What if God had not stepped in? Well, then they would have swallowed us alive when the wrath was kindled against us. These wicked men who rose up against the Israelites here are compared to two things. To a wild beast here in verse 3 and then verse 4. To raging floods. If God had not stepped in, they would have swallowed us alive. Verse 4, if God would not step in, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. A stream would have gone over our soul. The psalmist here is painting a picture for you that from a human perspective, they stood no chance. There was no hope of deliverance. And yet... Even as David, again says in Psalm 27, we don't trust in horses or chariots, we trust in the Lord. Is that not the testimony of this psalm either? They were greater, they were stronger, they could have destroyed us, they could have swallowed us alive, they could have overwhelmed us like a flood. But the Lord stepped in. In fact, you can almost hear, just like at the beginning, you can almost hear the the congregation joining in, at this point you can almost hear them pausing to just kind of 
meditate on that truth, even on the way it's written. There in verse, verse 4, then the waters would have overwhelmed us, the stream would have gone over our soul. And this repetition here, it's almost like a contemplation where, where they just pause and they think that through. Think about what you just said. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us, the stream would have gone over our soul. Then the waters, the swollen waters, would have gone over our soul. The psalmist contemplates this. I mean, he's highlighting the serious nature of the threat that was against them and the remarkable deliverance of God. This is not just a normal, everyday deliverance. This was miraculous. God did an amazing thing here that I want you to see. And the transition from verse 5 to verse 6, after the psalmist is meditating on this and praising the Lord for this, we move from the depths of potential destruction to the heights of praise. It was possible that the swollen waters would have gone over our soul, but blessed be the Lord. Thank you, Lord. What an appropriate response. The psalmist counts all that God has done. He has overcome. Blessed be the Lord. He did not give us as prey to their teeth. That, that beastly enemy of verse 3. These evil men who rose up against us, who could have swallowed us alive. God did not give us into their hands. Note even in the way the psalmist writes that, how vulnerable he is. It's not just that the Lord saved him. It's that his life was in the hands of the Lord the whole time. Not just that the Lord reached down and pulled me out of that. The Lord could have given me over to that. But he and his goodness chose not to. The psalmist here sees himself as completely dependent on the Lord. My life is in his hands. And by his goodness, he has delivered me. Blessed be the Lord. Our soul, again, note there the, the corporate language, the congregations praising the Lord together. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. Again, just highlighting the, the helpless nature of this situation. Completely hemmed in, overrun, no way of escape, and yet the snare is broken and we have escaped. And there's no sense here that the psalmist has gotten out of this situation by his own strength or his own cunning or anything that he has done. This is entirely by the grace of God. Blessed be the Lord. In fact, it leads him right into verse 8, which is really kind of a summary of this psalm. This is the message that the psalmist wants you to hear as he recounts this testimony. The testimony is this, that our help is in the name of the Lord. The one who made heaven and earth. Our help is in the name, the idea of the character. It is in who God is. And he is the one who has saved us. He's the one who has made heaven and earth. He is creator God. 
I mean, how comforting to know that the one that you are completely dependent on is dependable. Not only is he, not only is he dependable, he is omnipotent, he is God, he is creator of the universe, the one who made heaven and earth. As the psalmist turns to God in prayer, as he comes before pouring out his petitions to the Lord, in a helpless situation, whatever the circumstances that led to Psalm 124, he's not praying to a weak or a distant God. He is praying to Creator God, Almighty. The one who not only holds his life in his hands, who holds the universe in his hands, who spoke to create all things. This is the one on whom the psalmist depends. And so this psalm is a personal testimony shared by the community. This is who they have found God to be. And the good news is that who we have found God to be in the past informs and strengthens our faith and our hope for the future because God does not change. So if this is who we have found God to be, then this is who we know God will be. He will not change. I couldn't help as I was reading this psalm of tying it back to even the New Testament and almost a testimony of salvation. See, even as the psalmist here is reflecting on physical deliverance from an enemy where God said then he saved his people Israel They were hopeless. The enemy had risen up against them. They had no hope in themselves, but God stepped in. Is that not the story of the gospel? Ephesians 2, 1 to 10, I was dead in my sins. Hopeless. And yet Romans 5, 8, even when I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. Romans 8.32, he who gave his own son, will he not then give you all things? Philippians 1.6, he who's begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. The psalmist here is rejoicing in physical deliverance. And he is overcome and the, the congregation is joining but do we not also have light cause to praise the Lord? Our hope is not necessarily in physical deliverance, but our hope is in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Is our testimony, even as I said at the beginning, is our testimony not also if it had not been for the Lord? And praise the Lord if that is your testimony. If it had not been for the Lord. He could have given me over to death. He could have left me alone. But by the grace of God, blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. So even as we go to prayer, even as there are many prayer requests and, and many needs that, that I'm aware of even this evening, 
we go understanding that we are bringing our requests before the one who is our helper. The one who made heaven and earth. The one who not only hears our needs and knows, but who is at work for our good and for his glory. And so even as we take requests, even as we break up to pray, let us praise the Lord. Let our testimony be blessed be the Lord. With that said,